This is Aaron Levine, LG Insurance Agency, with another episode of the Ant Insurance Podcast. I'm here with Paul Oster, the nation's credit repairman, CEO of Better Qualified. Thanks for coming to hang out with me today. I, uh, I appreciate it. We want to talk about business credit, maybe a little bit about personal credit. We've been talking way too much about insurance premiums and costs and rates and the cost of everything going through the roof. Cost of money is very expensive right now. So having great credit and repairing your credit on the personal and the business side is probably more important than ever, or maybe it's always been important. I don't know. You tell me. No, the current environment, it, it's never been more important <laughs> to have your credit house uh, in order. Right. Historically, your credit's going to cost or save you money every month anyway. Okay. But in this environment, as you know, as interest rates go up, when people now hear five, six percent interest, that's for somebody that has a 760 credit score or better. Right. The minute you go to 720, 720 is a pretty good score. You don't get 6%. You could get six and a quarter, <laughs> six and a half. So the same exact transaction could wind up costing you thousands of dollars more because right. 20, 40 points off your credit score. Right. It's funny. I asked my mortgage guy, I said, hey, you give me that cash out at 5%. All I got was a thumbs down and a, a little sad face emoji. There's no 5% money out there unless you're putting it into a CD. No, the rates <laughs> the rates went up again today. The 10-year the note went back over 4%, which right. is just not a good thing for, for mortgage bonds. And um, <laughs> It's the, a good thing if you have cash sitting around. That's great, about it. Like we just spoke about. Right. Move some money around and take advantage of the 5% uh, interest that you can earn on your money because we haven't seen those days in, right. in years without worrying about the stock market. I mean, yeah. it's, yeah. it's pretty good. So give me a little background. How did you start better qualified? Go, go into, uh, give me, give me three minutes on, uh, on your history here. So I was a high school teacher, believe it or not, for wow. a number of years and I got involved in insurance, which okay. we didn't even talk about yet. Um, and then I got involved in mortgages, uh, you know, as a teacher, when I wasn't coaching, I had some free time. Okay. Um, so like cops and firemen, you know, everyone has a second gig. Right. So my second gig be, uh, became mortgages. Okay. And while I was doing mortgages in the subprime heyday, um, everybody had a pretty colorful credit report. <laughs> so I was trying to help people, you know, fix right. their credit while they were getting a mortgage. And a client that I had helped, actually, he was the one who said, Paul, you'd probably make a good living just helping people with their credit. My first mortgage was uh, no doc stated. I mean, I saw that application a couple of years ago. I pulled it out of my uh, my box and I'm like, wow. Yeah. No doc. No. Stated income. I mean, <laughs> and I live to tell about it. There was no no mystery as to what happened in the, you know, the last depression, right. recession, housing crisis. Um, people were borrowing money that should not have been borrowing money. Right. Uh, fortunately for us now, today's environment, it's not a housing crisis. Mm -hmm. um, it'll actually probably be the housing market that helps us recover okay. faster than we should. Okay. Unfortunately, right now, um, the uh, there's no inventory. Right. People are frozen. They're paralyzed by fear. Um, but once that kind of loosens up a little bit and we get some inventory going, um, it could be the housing market that actually helps us uh, recover a little bit. I mean, that, that sounds great. I don't want to talk about the personal side of things. I really want to dive into the business credit aspect, right? I want to figure out, you know, as a business owner, I don't know what business credit is. I understand yeah. that I have some. And if I had my <laughs> wallet on me, I have these plastic things in there yeah. that allow me to buy things. I've got this one that says 
Spark business card. I've got yep. this other one that says this is another business credit card, the American Express. And then I've got Chase. What are these all? What do these business credit cards mean to me? And I'm hiding them so nobody sees my numbers. <laughs> well, unfortunately, they're probably all personally guaranteed. Okay. So even though it says the name of your your corporation on the card right. along with your name, right? Unless you know for sure you didn't personally guarantee it, okay. which you how know, am I going to know? Um, you got to go back to the original <laughs> terms and conditions and the. Did I read those? Um, <laughs> no, no one does, and that's th this is where we wind up with every small business okay. owner, um, and it's, it, especially if it's Amex, you okay. really, really have to go through some. You have to jump through hoops to get a card, an Amex Corp card that's not personally guaranteed. Okay. They, they all are. Do I want one? Do I need one that's not personally guaranteed? You do, because okay. if something happens to your business right. um, and you personally guaranteed it, if you file Chapter 11 for, for your uh, corporation, right. they will come after you, your personal credit. Okay. So, and then along the way, if something happens, you know, to that indiv that one individual card, right. or, or let's say you bought a car, um, anything that you personally guarantee sure. is going to have a negative impact on your personal credit. So when we talk about business credit, the first thing we say is you have to separate your business's credit okay. from your personal credit. Okay. So how do you do that? <laughs> so so <laughs> this it, is why I do this podcast because I get all this wonderful free advice. Yeah. Well, and then I hire great people behind so, the scenes afterwards. Well, this is what we say to every small business owner. It, it's not easy but it's okay. not complicated either. Okay. So if you wanted to take the time to build your corporation's credit, you could do it. I will tell you, I'm gonna follow up with you in 60, 90 days, and then you're gonna hire me <laughs> to build your business's credit because you're not gonna do it. Okay. Or you're not gonna do it as, as good as it. we can do it. I'm definitely not gonna so do it. I don't start, do anything myself. You start with actually knowing what's on your business's credit report. So is that the D&B, right? Yeah, everyone that goes to Dun & Bradstreet. Right, okay. Um, for sure, they are the bellwether, um, you know, for business credit. You pull your Got Dun & Bradstreet, you take a look. Fortunately for most corporations, they have no business credit. So okay. if you can start from zero with business credit, the good news is within six to 12 months, mm -hmm. you'll be at a Paydex score of an 80. The Paydex score is the FICO score of the business world. Okay. It goes it goes to 100, zero to 100, but a, a Paydex score of an 80 is actually considered perfect. Mm -hmm. um, and you can get there usually within six months. Okay. Uh, it might take a little longer depending upon how aggressive uh, the corporation is in utilizing the credit that they're going to get along mm -hmm. the way. But you basically start with net 30 accounts. Right. There are companies out there that have actually been built specifically to help corporations build Got it. their businesses credit. Granger is a great, great company. Mm -hmm. They have net 30 terms and conditions. Use Granger to buy the toilet paper, to buy your pencils, to buy everything you need in your in your office. Right. Pay all those bills way before the due date. Right. So one of the biggest things with business credit is a, a lot of, again, small business owners make the mistake. They hold the, the money in their accounts mm -hmm. until they use it like a sweep account. Right. We're never late, but it's actually called a slow pay. So oh. once you get into that two-week realm after the bills are due, that's a slow pay. Okay. So in business credit world, it actually matters when you pay in the billing cycle. And these are some of the, again, All right, so I go to Granger, I buy a bunch of stuff yes. on my Granger business account, my business credit account. So 
Then I get the statement two weeks later. You're saying pay it, pay it right then and there. Right then. Don't and wait there. till the due date. Nope. Don't wait for two weeks. No. Pay it. Pay it. Pay it right away. Yep. So those early pays will start to have a, a more positive impact on the corporation's credit. Okay. Once you get to a paydex score of an 80, right. you can then actually start to get access to real credit, like okay. credit cards and gas cards. Um, the longer you have those, we right. call it tier two. Okay. The longer you have your uh, tier two accounts open, active, and no blemishes, right. then you get into real money. Okay. Financing for equipment and cars. Right. You know, I tell everybody the perfect example, the reason how we built our business credit division, because right. we were very much in the personal consumer credit space. Mm -hmm. We needed money. Right. We were, our office was in Rumson at the time, like you and I spoke about. We banked at Bank of America. I said, Eric, we have a ton of money in the bank, but we need more for expansion. Mm -hmm. Let's go get a, a line of credit. Right. So we walked in and the girl said, okay, do you have any idea what your business credit score is? <laughs> and we said, what is that? <laughs> so we found out the hard way That's so that funny. if you don't do anything, right. uh, you can have all sorts of accounts right. open and active under your corporation. But if you don't specifically set them up the right way and you don't ensure that they're being reported, right. you still have no business credit. You will literally start from zero. Right. Uh, you could be in business for 20 years. You could sure. have accounts open and active. But if it's not set up correctly, you, you'll right. have no credit. Any loan that I've ever taken is always personally guaranteed. Yep. Right. And I do know for a fact that at least two of those and maybe all three of them are tied to me personally yep. because they personally pulled my personal credit. And they show up on my yeah. credit report because, you know, thankfully I'm not carrying any balances on any of them, but I do see them show up on my personal credit yeah. report. So, so again, if if it's actually on your credit report, that's going to do it's going to affect your debt to income. Right. So now you go for a mortgage, right? And all of that debt is going to go against you. Got so it. sometimes in the beginning, you'll have to personally guarantee some things. Right. But the, again, the idea is to get that personal credit separated as quickly as possible. The worst thing that I hear, and I hear it every single day, is, oh, I put all of my all of my businesses' expenses on my Capital One card because I want the points. Right. <laughs> well, first of all, you don't really ever use them and it's a disaster. They're actually, there's some legislation that uh, they're trying to push through right now. It's, they're going to eliminate credit card rewards and points. Um, That's not good. Sooner than later. I, but I'm addicted problem, to my points and miles. <laughs> so there, there are ways, you know, to actually benefit from the points and the rewards. Right. But most small business owners use those cards. They start carrying balances. Okay. It, it destroys their personal credit in the first place. So anything you would have saved by using those points <clears throat> is quickly eaten up because your right. credit scores are now, uh, you know, falling below. All right. So let's back back to this business credit. So nobody knows about it. It's out there. It's on all of us, right? Hopefully we have it at zero right now. We care about it if and when we want to leverage the business and the resources and separate it fully and then be able to borrow more money. Yep. And money is unbelievably expensive right now. <clears throat> if somebody says to you, well, I don't have any need right now to borrow money. I'm not buying new equipment. I don't need anything else. Why do I want to bother with my business credit? What do you, uh, what, how do you, how do you talk to them there? You might appreciate this. 
I say it's very much like insurance. <laughs> you don't realize how much you need it right. until you actually, until need, you it. actually need it. And when it's raining, you cannot ask somebody to borrow an umbrella because <laughs> they're not going to give it to you. So you have to have all this stuff set right. up prior. So if the day comes that you need to access your business's credit, okay. okay, something happens. People always say, Paul, we're making money. We're doing great. I don't need it. Okay, but what? What if? What right. if? So wouldn't it be nice, especially during this downturn, sure. if you had access, even if it was just to gas carts, where you mm -hmm. could go out there and just, you know, maybe you have a couple of drivers. I don't know what business they might be doing. But right. if you had access to cash right. that didn't come out of your bank account, mm -hmm. that saves people. Right. So one of the best parts about our job is we get testimonials and people call us and say, Paul, you literally saved our company from going under. That's awesome. Because we had access to our corporation's credit. Right. That's awesome. So there's another side of this, and we're going to talk about the insurance side of it, is on personal insurance and business insurance, we hear a lot about the insurance score, which is another term for your credit score. And that affects people when they're buying their homeowner's insurance, their automobile insurance, um, and their business insurance that the underwriters get data that's called an insurance score. And it's some mix of some algorithm of data and who the heck knows what's really in it, because I think it's different for everybody. But it affects the premiums that you're going to pay for your business, for your commercial auto, for your home and your personal auto, and uh, sometimes can get you nixed from yeah. getting yeah. a premium, getting a rate from a, a higher level, a higher rated insurance carrier who's only looking for the quote unquote, the cream of the crop. So tell me what you know about said insurance score because business credit obviously ties into it. There's other things like how you pay your bills, your the claims that you have and the type of work that you're in that affect your insurance score. But you know, how's this in business credit tie into that? So it's, they're going to want that, that score is going to be exactly what they want it to be. It's just like the FICO score. You could have 30 different FICO scores. Okay. You have an auto FICO score. You have a mortgage FICO score. You have a, cr a credit card FICO score. You have your own just consumer FICO score. What does that, FICO stand for? Fair Isaac Corporation. <laughs> Two very smart gentlemen out of Stanford University. Okay. Uh, Bill Fair and Earl Isaac started this, this company. Um, okay. And it's just a prediction of when you're going to fail to pay your bills. <laughs> I love but that. That's it's used. Awesome. It's used in about ninety-five percent of all underwriting in right. the world. By the way, okay. So pretty, pretty smart guys. Um, so, but so what happens is that insurance score is right. they're going to pull the data they want to know, right? right? So if I'm going to give this type of insurance to somebody, I, I'm going to want to know this. So right. they pull that data in and they come up with an insurance score. Right. So it's funny you say that, you know, it's when are they going to fail to pay their bills, right? And so that goes in, in two different directions. One, you're not going to pay your premium. Your insurance is going to cancel. You're not going to be a profitable customer to the insurance company. Yep. But at the same time, if you start failing to pay your bills, your business is going to start breaking down and you're more likely to have claims yes. or other unforeseen catastrophic events that occur that are going to cost the insurance company a lot of money, right? So maintaining those the higher FICO score and the higher business credit score, whatever you call that one, I'll never remember. Yep. Um, is that true indicator or a piece of that indicator of how profitable we're all in business to be profitable? So are insurance companies, yep. you know, and in our current state, in the current environment, insurance companies are not profitable, which is another conversation. And it's going to be more hev heavily scrutinized on the business credit and the personal credit 
on whether the insurance company is going to trust you to pay your bills and that you're financially stable to weather small storms and to continue up with your risk management program to make sure you don't have any future claims. So it kind of it's I'm like seeing this picture now how that credit really ties into it. Well, once they proved that there was a correlation between credit and insurance. Right. It wasn't long before the insurance industry lobbied right. and said because they weren't always allowed to use credit. And right? there's and other it, legislation now that's removing other categories, but let's but we won't even go when there. When people say, Paul, what is what does my credit score have to do with my my auto policy right. or homeowners insurance? Well, they prove that a person with a lower credit score is going to file more claims and the dollar amounts are going to be higher. Right. Once they did that, it was game over. <laughs> Unfortunately, for sure. And credit credit is one of those things that legisl is legislatively trying to be removed from insurance premium rating right now in the state of New Jersey, Be great. which <laughs> is going to affect everybody's ability to pay their insurance because it's, you know, the insurance company be great. Say everybody's premiums are going, are going up. up. That's right. And if you couldn't, if you had bad credit, guess what? You're going to pay more anyway. If you had good credit, you're going to, you're also going to pay more. And yeah, you know, everybody's going to wind up spending and paying more money on their insurance premiums until things start to balance out in some way, shape or form, you know, nothing good will come of it. You won't get rewarded for having good credit like you currently do. That's right. You know, so all all super interesting. So many different things to uh, to think about. Tell me, you know, keeping track on this on this business thing. So when you meet with somebody like myself, talk to me about the process. What is your process of getting this business credit established? Because now I need you to like log in and look up my business credit to see if I even have any. So we start with that, <laughs> right? So we take a look at the report because that's going to right. that's going to be our launching point. Okay. We also use what we call a questionnaire. We okay. want to know what kind of business are you in? What are you mm -hmm. ultimately looking for? Do you need equipment financing as opposed to right. office furniture? Do you need sure. cash? Do you need gas cards? Right. Um, so once we figure out what type of business you're in, right. And what you're really going to want to do with your corporation's newly built credit, um, then we start to pinpoint which accounts we're, we're going to go okay. after. And that is very much different than what you would do is if, if right. you were just trying to build your business's credit. Right. Again, you could go online. There's you know things out there. You could try and figure it out, but you're not going to do it as quickly or mm -hmm. as efficiently as a company like Better Qualified, where right. we've built thousands of businesses credit well i'm an expert in what i do exactly and i hire a lot of experts <laughs> yeah to be experts in what they do because it's not my job to try to learn i i don't say i say that wrong i do love learning new things but it's not my job to try to figure something else out when i know somebody can do it better and more efficiently than and than i can do and i just want to stay in my lane and do the best that i can do with what i do for my for my customers it's not worth me saving a couple of hundred dollars nope. to go and figure something out and then do it half ass to be to go with it and not really get the full full benefit of it. 100%. Right. That's why we have accountants. That's why we have attorneys. That's why we have, you know, architects and engineers and everybody else that is going to do the work that they're specialized to do where you're specialized and your team are specialized to help businesses, maybe like mine, maybe not like mine. There's other businesses that have a lot more credit need than I do. I'm just trying to think. I'm like, what can I buy? I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not sure, you know, but maybe I want to buy a building, right? And having the business credit 
is going to help me if I want to start moving into a little bit different sector of commercial real estate. Yeah. Right. And one of the, one of the you you said where do we start? Right. What would what would the conversation sure. look like? One of the most important things we do is our compliance phase. Right. Okay. Because have you moved? Are you a DBA? Right. Have you registered with the Secretary of State correctly? There could be one piece of information if it's right. not congruent against all the en entities. Right. You're automatically disqualified. Wow. It's not because you're, you don't have the revenue. It's not because you don't. It's because you did something in the early days of your corporation. Sure. You didn't register correctly or you've now moved. Right. Or, you know, there are some companies that start their corporation. They use a home address or mm -hmm. they're using their personal cell phone as the number. Now, you might use that phone every single day for your business ops. Right. But that's not what can be on file when you go to apply for, for uh, credit. It just doesn't work. You're automatic. You don't even get to start the process. You're just automatically red flagged. So our compliance phase is very, very early. It's like the first 30 to 45 okay. days. It's as important as anything else. And like we say to everybody, if after six to 12 months, right. you're now in a place we want you to graduate, you know, right. go, if you need an SBA loan, go get your SBA loan. Right. If you need to do stuff, you don't have to, you don't need us forever. Right. right. Really at the end of 12 months, and that's where we did it by design, you can, the corporation will be standing on its own. Right. Now you could always call us and say for advice, but you don't need us anymore. Right. Right. Everything is perfect. You're set and you're ready to go. And now your corporation, you know, if you need access to big money, you mm -hmm. can get it. Do you want to go buy a building? I mean, so now it's like, now now I want to go through this process. Sorry, Abby, it's going to be put on your plate to help us out with this. Um, as she sits down, she's like, great, more work to do. <laughs> but I think it's going to be interesting to really see what have I done over the last 14 years, if anything. You, you'll be the perfect you know, example. I'm like, how am I registered with the Secretary of State? Now I use, you know, NAIC helps us out with that. So we have another service that's, you know, trying that should keep us in line with a lot of that stuff, but I'm not 100% positive where it is because it hasn't been audited in 14 years. Yeah, exactly. We moved four years ago, and who knows what documentation was filed correctly or, or, or incorrectly at that time. So it's going to be very interesting to see. So we're, so we're going to go through the Abby, process. The good news, Abby, is that we do 98% of the work. <laughs> right. And we always say this going in because we know you're a busy guy. Right. She's a busy gal. So, but so you have to do your two percent. Right. Or, or the equation does not. Work. Right. Yeah. We're, we do 98. You do, two. But if, if I do 98, I, I can't do your two. Right. <laughs> you have to do your right. two. And it's just amazing. Unfortunately, there are some business owners that think. There's no magic bullet. There's no, you know, I don't right. have someone who works at Dun & Bradstreet. Even if I did, it wouldn't mean a hill of beans. Sure. You have to do, you have to follow the program. Right. Here's the good news about business credit. It's guaranteed. Right. If you follow the program, I will guarantee you, you'll be at a paid X score of an 80. I will guarantee you'll have access to fifty dollars to $100,000 non-personally guaranteed credit. Right. On the consumer side, I can't even make a guarantee right. as a credit repair organization. I don't know what I'm going to buy, but listen, I know so many business <laughs> owners who are heavily dependent on equipment and vehicles and inventory and warehouses. Buy a car. I mean, You're, you should not own your car. I tell every small business owner, your corporation should own your vehicle. Okay. You, you purchase it with a corp code, you register it, insure it. 
one of the first things we hear all the time is, oh, but the insurance is going to cost me. No, it's, I'm not kidding. It's almost identical. <laughs> you might pay a little bit more. And again, depending upon what right. you're moving in your vehicle. Sure. If you use your, your car to transport goods and stuff, then you should have higher insurance anyway. Right. But if you're just using that car for your day-to-day -day operations in a mm -hmm. business, you're going to pay about the same. And right. guess what? If I went out of business right now, tomorrow, because this podcast, uh, <laughs> um, we're going to try to flood your phones. We're not trying we to have, put you out of business. We we're have, trying to. We have you know. six vehicles now. <laughs> wow. I would. I could just leave my car parked in the parking lot. Um, that's with Ally. They'd come repossess it. Right. It would have no impact on my personal credit. I like that. Yeah. For liability like purposes. Also. So I have one vehicle. We have the corp my corporation owns one vehicle uh, for one of our other employees that drives it. So I have the corp code, but I personally guaranteed it. Yep. So you can refinance it out or, or when you buy a new car, just do not personally guarantee it. And that will come down to going, not all dealers right. and finance companies will do it without a PG. Well, I was going to say that, but the cost, the cost of the money on the business vehicle was more expensive than personal money. Right. So there's always the money factor. If you PG it, you could get a little bit of a better interest. Rate. OK. All right. So we're going to go through this process. I'm going to do it and we're going to sit back here in six to nine months and put an update. Pressure. And uh, we're going to see we're going to see where I started and where I'm going to. And I think it's going to be a very interesting follow up. I say we do six. Okay. And then we do an, another one at after 12 months. All right. Let's do it. Let's when, when do you it. graduate, we'll have a little graduation <laughs> we'll party. We'll have a graduation party. <laughs> LG we'll drink, vodka. We'll drink more tequila, more <laughs> vodka, and uh, it'll be all good. But I think it's going to be a pretty interesting case study. And that's going to help me with my business clients, right? The more that I know, the more arrows in my quiver, I can help people get better insurance premiums by having better business credit. I think could uh, go a long way as one of our risk management tools where we try to help people reduce their total cost of risk and their insurance premiums. This is one thing that's probably overlooked that I think could be super beneficial to somebody. So I think it's going to be uh, very interesting over the next couple of months. Paul, I'll be back. thank I'll you be so back. much. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> Thanks again.